0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the m M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host Alex Metzger. Alongside with me is my co-host Chase McCallum. Uh, today we are wrapping up our division preview series as the regular season is set to get underway within the next week. I uh, can't believe it's already here, but it is pretty much here. Today we are looking at the Pacific Division, which is one of the most just aggressive swings I think in the divisions what we've seen, um, maybe aside from the Atlantic I guess, but uh, we'll start with, as always, we'll start with the, the bottom tier teams. We'll, we'll break it up into three tier, tiers where we have definitely missing the playoffs, maybe pushing for a wild card, and probably trying for the division lead. Uh, so we'll start with the bottom. We only have one team in this division again today, and that would be the LA Kings, pretty clearly in a class of their own in, I would say the West, but definitely in this division.
1: Yeah, it's not that like... The teams above of them, I don't even think, really deserve the title of like wild card threats. It's just that LA is so distinctly bad that they get a tier of their own.
0: Yeah, I mean, this team, if you just go and look at their daily face-off, their lines right now are Alex Ifalo, Anze Kopitar, and Dustin Brown. That is ranked as the 30th best first line in the league. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, who hasn't really been the same since coming back, obviously. Close. Uh Adrian Kempe and Tyler Toffoli. I mean, I like Tyler Toffoli, but that's the 28th second line ranked in the league. And then Carl Gunstrom, Nikolai, oh man, I don't, Port Port, Horkin? I'm not (laughs) trying to pronounce
1: that name. And and
0: Jeff Carter, who has taken a step back from glory in recent years. Uh, And then Trevor Lewis, Mike Amadio, and Kyle Clifford. I mean, there's just not a lot of talent on this roster.
1: no, like I've them with two top six forwards. I think I've said that before. That's obviously not good.
0: No, and everyone that you know they've relied on for those Cup teams. You know, Anze Kopitar's taken a big, pretty big step back in recent years. A Drew, huge step back. Drew Doughty is, I mean, a shell of what he was in the Cup contending years. I mean, yeah. he's still findably a good defense, very good defenseman, but. He's not the top five guy that everyone thinks he is.
1: No, I would expect like a Subban style bounce back from Doughty because he was freaking terrible last year. But it's not like he's going to bounce back to being like the best defenseman in the league or the top three or whatever he was at his peak
0: yeah exactly and i mean so for the team and in that they have jonathan quick and jack campbell jack campbell is pretty good in uh, limited sample size last year so you know i think what really separates them from like ottawa in being the worst team in the league is their goaltending because the roster here is not good
1: yeah even quick was brutal last year in 888 or an 88.8 save percentage yeah sorry.
0: yeah he has struggled uh they have, you know... It's old-ish. Yeah, the problem, like, right now is, in the minors, they don't have a ton either. They have Gabe Velarde, but he's been dealing with some very serious injury stuff where...
1: His career almost
0: ended. Yeah, in. and they're not sure if he's going to be able to play again. And then, like, I don't know, past that, they have they have a couple guys, I guess, but it's not like their prospect pool is absolutely loaded by any means. I think they
1: have a good enough prospect pool, but it's not like they're going to save them this year,
0: yeah, I don't like. Yeah. I don't
1: expect Rasmus Kupari to be like a first line center this year. No,
0: not at all. I just yeah, it's they're gonna need to tank for a year or two here. But that's also what happens when you win two cups in four years or whatever it was. Yeah. So agreed. Um. Yeah, I don't. There's not a ton to say about this team. Um. I think if we're looking the other way, you know, I don't think there's any chance this team makes playoffs. Uh. But you know, if we're looking the other way what they're going to do. I I think there's three obvious teams at the bottom of the league this year, Ottawa, Detroit, and these guys. Um, I think goaltending will be their only saving grace if Jack Campbell gets a little more of the starts that he had last year. Or, you know, if him and Quick are closer to 10. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And even that, I think, is a bit of a risk. But, like, compared to the other two, especially compared to Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa is Craig Anderson and Anders Nielsen (laughs) and that. I... 100% One hundred percent believe that's the worst tandem in the league.
1: That is a pretty rough tandem.
0: Um, I mean, Detroit has Jimmy Howard, who I still like. Jimmy Howard, I like Jimmy, yeah. Um, I but he's also on a one year deal, and if there is a market, I would assume he probably gets traded again or traded this year.
1: I would hope so, but that's also what we thought last year.
0: Yeah, so but I mean, there was no market last year. Like from all accounts, San Jose wasn't really willing to part with the assets to give up for Jimmy Howard, and they still wanted to go with Martin Jones. And I mean, any other team other than San Jose who thought they were a cup contender at a goalie because 99% of the time, if you think you're a cup contender, you have a goalie. You a goalie So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have much more to say on this Kings team. It's, uh, it's a pretty,
1: no, it's not like it's a hot take to say they're bad.
0: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, everybody's pretty agreed on that. I think pretty much everyone in LA is going to be a little disappointed with the team this year, but it'll be inter- They weren't good last year either. And, but they, you know, they were trying to figure out ways to get people to tune into their games and stuff. You know, they had a bunch of, uh, celebrity announcers. Snoop Dogg announced a part of a game. Will Ferrell came in and did his Anchorman impression. No, oh, I didn't see that. So yeah. I mean, so, yeah, they if they do stuff like that, I mean, that's what you want to see. Try and keep some interest while the team's going through a down couple years here. But, yeah, for this year, I, not much to say about this team. I don't think they're going to be entertaining. No, entertaining.
1: are bad. There's no reason to watch them unless you're a Kings fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. and even then. <laughs> like, I don't I, know. I know I wouldn't. They have their... Picks, so that's all you can hope for. I mean, I guess looking ahead, we can look at the deadline. They got a couple UFAs this year. Tyler Toffoli, that might get you a pretty good piece of the deadline, I would assume. Oh, I would think so. Um, and he's 27, so maybe he is someone you look at uh, getting rid of. There's Tre-
1: a disturbingly high chance Tyler Toffoli is their best player this year.
0: Oh, probably, <laughs> Which yeah. really worry me. Uh, Trevor Lewis, it probably won't get you much, but, you know... Teams are always looking for veteran playoff depth. He's so. a winner too. Yeah, exactly. So you could probably get some kind of pick for him. Same with Kyle cool. Clifford. Like these guys aren't great, but um, you know Mario Kempe, Derek Forbert, Ben Hutton, uh, Joaquin Ryan. That could, like you know, those are all guys. You know maybe you can find a couple of homes for those guys at the deadline. So uh, just getting some picks this year, I think, is going to be key for the Kings to try and bolster up. They have all of their own, and Calgary's fourth, but. When you're a rebuilding team, you want to give yourself a little more than that. So
1: and if nothing else, it's a good year to be bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'd say it's a pretty, pretty damn good draft. So uh, yeah. yeah. Um okay, moving on, we have four teams in this next tier. And we'll start off by saying three of the teams we don't think are gonna make the wild card. Or at least I don't. See. I actually
1: don't think any of these four teams. I think
0: one team at least has a legitimate argument to be in contention for I think three of these teams are going to be very far outside of it but I didn't want to group them with LA
1: yeah agreed
0: so we'll start with those three teams uh in no particular order I guess I'll go with the one that I think okay what what one do you think is the worst of the three teams we have
1: Edmonton
0: that's what I was gonna say I think too Mm
1: -hmm. which is so sad I know
0: obviously barring the Connor McDavid factor but like
1: even what like what does Connor McDavid have to put up for them to make the playoffs all of Oh, yeah, like I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah,
0: like I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but like I could see them being ahead of the other two teams if McDavid comes back and lights up the league even more than he's yeah. done the past 2 years. Oh,
1: I could see them passing the other two teams. Yeah. But for them to make the playoffs, McDavid has to be worth like 15 more.
0: Yeah, like for them to make the playoffs, McDavid would probably have to put up more points than he put up last year and he'd have to suddenly become a selkie level defender. Yeah. Like um so it's this team's sad. It's just so sad to look at. And Jesse Bulliarby's in uh, Europe for probably the year, or at least most of the year. Um, yeah, I
1: can't see him coming over and saving them or anything like
0: that. I don't think he's playing for this team again. Well, I honestly don't. I think they're I think what they're hoping for is that him playing in Europe's gonna boost his stock again, which I think it has a little bit. I mean he's looked good in Europe, but it's also Europe. Like
1: Yeah, it kinda sucks for him because since he came over to the NHL and failed, people are going to discount what he does in Europe more than they would just a generic 20-year-old killing it in Europe, Yeah, I would think. But
0: No, I mean, the league he's playing in isn't great either. I think there's little, Was it Andreas Janssen, I believe, put up a higher point per game in like 30 games in that league. Hold on, let me check this. Andreas Janssen.
1: I remember Janssen had like a pretty good points per game before he came over. It was he his
0: 20-year-old season.
1: He won, like, Rookie of the Year or something, too. Well, maybe, maybe I'm thinking maybe. of a wrong league.
0: Yeah, me too. I could have sworn I saw something on Twitter about this. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like for,
1: for him to have, like, a decent NHL-E for a 20-year-old, he needs to be, like, 1.1 points per game in this league, which I would think he should achieve, if not close to it.
0: Okay, I must have been thinking about either a different player or just the wrong league. I thought Janssen had way better. He played in the Swedish no. HL, and Pujarvi's in SM Liga, but yeah, I don't know. He's at five points in six games right now. Um, by all accounts, he's been doing bad. I think no matter what, if he even stays around point per game, his stock's going to increase to what it like more than what it was last year because it was so low last year. Yeah. But I also don't think that Edmonton's going to win a trade for Jesse Pujarvi. No problem. Because no one's going to give up more than a third-line player and maybe like or, like, a second-round pick?
1: Yeah, it's not like you're getting the 12th overall pick back for... No, ESC you're not going to get anything
0: right close now. to that. And, like, I know a couple weeks ago it was rumored they were looking for, like, a third-line winger for him. It's like, what is this? He could probably be a third-line winger on your team.
1: Yeah, so what does that mean? They want, like, Josh Lebo back for yes, yeah. Poy I
0: don't... I This team just makes me so sad. Their biggest... They're probably their biggest addition this offseason was Mike Smith. <laughs> like, come on. James, James Neal, maybe? Lucic out would help a little, but I don't know. Like, Lucic
1: guess... wasn't that bad that, like, his addition by subtraction is going to... No, I but I would bet matter. on
0: James Neal being better than Lucic.
1: Yeah, I would agree, but it's going to be such a small...
0: Yeah. Mar- like,
1: Lucic Neal so is gonna be just a third so liner damn sad. Third liner. Like, does it even
0: really matter? How many forwards on this team do you think crack... We'll say, let's say Toronto. Uh, we'll bring everything back to Toronto. Let's say Toronto. How many forwards do you think cracks Toronto on this roster? McDavid? Yes. Dreisaitl? Yes. Nugent Hopkins? Yes. yes.
1: Honestly, though, before they traded Cogre, Nugent Hopkins would probably be Toronto's fourth-line center. Probably. Nugent Hopkins isn't even as good as people think. He, he would, would satisfy he their be list.
0: their first-line left wing, I think. They'd move him to the left wing. Yeah, lane. if
1: he plays the wing or whatever. Yeah. But, like, Nugent Hopkins is not a first-line forward yeah. in his own right, probably.
0: James Neal? Probably not, right? Unless you made, like, in, ignoring contract. Oh, no, you, not. Uh, fourth played, line, a right maybe? Winger. No, I
1: don't think James Neal would.
0: I think I think he shoots left, too. Yeah, he's a, he's a right wing and left winger. Well,
1: I thought he played right wing.
0: He played both. He shoots left, so.
1: But, I don't yeah, know. like, they have. Sam good Gagne, good
0: Alex Jason, Zach Cassian, Marcus Gramlin. Any of those guys? No, I don't think so. Again, like, maybe I could see someone bumping out Gauder Spets on the fourth line. Yeah. But, like, if none of to, these like, guys are in the top nine.
1: Yeah, if you want to passionately argue that, like, I don't know, Juj- Jason should play instead of Gautier. Jujar
0: Cara, Josh Archibald, Joachim Nygaard, Riley Sheehan, Thomas Yerko, and Colby Cave. Like, what is this lineup?
1: Yeah, I almost feel bad for the guys, too, because... I mean, Keep going. Like, uh, it's not like any of them on their own are really the worst thing in the world. It's just that there's like nine of these wingers that all can't really do anything that it just looks terrible.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Sorry about that. We are once again at Chase's house and his cat is going crazy in the he, background. He
1: knocked a chair over right before we started recording. So if he does that again, there's going to be a huge bang. Yeah. Um, oh, he took a picture of too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> we get getting very off track I'm leaving this in too I'm not editing this it's um, too much work yeah for Edmonton I mean like okay then you switch to their blue line and it's like it doesn't
1: get much better
0: not a lot no Clef Bomb I like but he's coming off of injury which was it last year or two years ago they refused to give him surgery or they wouldn't make him get surgery even though he, he was two it. now um Adam Larson he's fine you know let's ignore the Taylor, all thing he's a fine secondary defenseman yeah Chris Russell is bad. He's not good. He's overpaid. Um, Darnell Nurse is fine, but again, I don't. He's not a top paying defenseman. No. Um, where what's they need rookies to step up, and they do have them. Evan Bouchard is very good um, by all accounts, uh, Guys like Ethan Bear could be ready to step up and take that that next step to get into the team.
1: The problem is they're going to be like they do actually have a good pipeline of defensemen, but they're going to have to ask way too much of them if they realistically are trying to contend.
0: Yeah, this year it's it just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean in that Miko Koskin and Mike Smith it, Mike Smith isn't the worst tandem guy to have, I guess, but he's not. Like he's not he going to save your bad season last
1: year too, like
0: like this team is just so sad. I just want McDavid out of this f- team, team. Yeah, like,
1: like Mc, yeah, cuz there's the McDavid factors why people are afraid to write them out of the playoffs, but the rest of the team, this is so bad, he would literally have to put up like 250 points for this team to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I mean...
1: Like, they're just...
0: That That are like... Oh, yeah, Mike Smith had a minus 8.5 goals to save above average last year. He's just a 5-on-5. Five five. Um, yeah, like, I think the only way I could see this team even getting close to a wild card is if they actually split McDavid and Dreisle up, which it doesn't sound like they're going to do, and both of them played as, like, top... Well, McDavid was the best center in the league, and Dreissel was like Malkin. Yeah. And they both just carried their relevant wingers to glory. And then you have Nugent Hopkins on your third line being a solid second line winger. Or center, sorry. That's the only way I can see this team competing for a wild card spot.
1: Yeah, like they're just terrible.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, It's just...
1: I wouldn't bet on it anyways. It's not impossible that they get ridiculous goaltending or whatever, but... Yeah, they're just... There's not really like many ways within reason that this team actually even contends.
0: No, not at all. And it's you know maybe we should have put them in a tier below, but I'm not. I wasn't confident enough to do that either.
1: I don't think they're LA bad. No, but but they're
0: bad. If they finish seventh last again this year, like no, that's not going to shock me. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess maybe we should have looked at our tiers a little bit closer. But yeah, they're not LA bad, but they are if they're above. 20th place, would you be surprised, in the league? A little bit. I think they probably in the 20, maybe 20 to 25 range for me.
1: Yeah, I could see that. And that would probably be their most likely sort of
0: range of outcomes. I mean, the best player, second best player in the world, if you want to say Crosby, still. Um, but probably best player this year going forward. Yeah, you On should project. Team, you should be better than 20th overall at best. Yes. So, um, the next team, I'll put Vancouver here.
1: You Vancouver here? Um, I think I think Vancouver is the best of all these teams, which feels gross to say.
0: I think that John Gibson could put Anaheim ahead of Vancouver.
1: Yeah, that's not the
0: That's kind of what I'm going with. And I also think that Anaheim's team got a little younger, but they're still not going to be very good. I'm going to go with Vancouver, but uh, I I don't know.
1: I don't really – like these teams are all within the same – like their distribution's – Oh, okay, so you know what? Overlap a ton.
0: Eh, man, let's go. Let's go Anaheim. Let's go Anaheim. Um, so the Ducks. Uh, another team. You know, they got a little younger. You know, they let go of Corey Perry. Uh, they bought or did they buy him out? Yeah, or did they just? Yeah, they bought. him Yeah, out. they bought him out. So they have his two million dollar cap hit. Well, two million, two point six this year, six point six next year, and then two and two. That sucks. Yeah. Um, up front, they've got guys like Ryan Getzlav, who isn't what he used to be, but he's still very good.
1: They fired their coach, right?
0: Yeah, Dallas Eakins is now their coach, not Randy Carlisle.
1: Can I adjust, Brad?
0: <laughs> if you want.
1: I think I'm going to put them first of these teams then. Really? If they fired Randy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Like, these, like, the middle tier here is all so close together that.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um,. Oh no, the cat is back. Um, yeah, for me, like, this is going to the trash. it it could go any way. I think. I mean, like, yeah, the teams are so close that there's not a huge difference. So maybe maybe a coaching going from like the worst coach in the league to like the 20th best coach in the league could make that much of a difference. At least for these 14 or three or four teams that we got here.
1: Yeah, it's more of a reflection of how close together these guys are and how bad Randy Carlisle was than thinking that Dallas Eakins is a messiah that's going to save
0: them. Yeah. Um, let's just look at this team anyway. So Ryan Getzloff, Adam Henrique, Jacob Silverberg are their highest three forward paid forwards. Um, after that, Ricard Raquel, Andre Casey, or Kasha, um, Devin Shore, Nick Ritchie. That takes a little bit of a step off after <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have much depth. After about the top five, and even Henrique probably is your second highest paid player isn't ideal, but...
1: Cogliano was my favorite depth piece they have, I think, but he's obviously in gone now. So. Yeah,
0: um, uh, other than that, like, they got Troy Terry, you know, they have a couple young guys, Daniel Sprong, that, like, need to take a big step up if this team wants to be a playoff team, or even right around the playoff bubble, I think. Yeah. Um... I think they, who knows, uh, Sam Steele, Maxine Comtois. Like, they got a couple guys in the minors that if they do go roll with those guys in their lineup and they do play at even, like, a second- or third-line rate, they might be a little better than teams are expecting.
1: Yeah, it's easy enough to see how they can be better than last year, at very least.
0: Yeah, and I think if John Gibson can can stay healthy for this year, I mean, that'll be a huge help. Uh, They also have Ryan Miller as their backup, who, uh, you know, he's 39 at this point, but I think he's still a fine backup to have. Yeah,
1: he's been plugging along.
0: Especially when John Gibson's your starter, so you know, like, you hope Miller won't have to play much more in, say, 30, 25 to 30 games in a year. No. Um, as Unless long he as gets Gibson hurt. can stay healthy. But if Gibson gets hurt, your team's kind of screwed anyway, so.
1: Oh, yeah, these guys are done <laughs> if Gibson gets hurt. Uh,
0: you know, the back end is not the great back end that I think it was, you know, two years ago, even, that people thought it was. But, you know, Camp Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, it's a fine top 3. I mean, I like Lindholm a lot.
1: Yeah, Lindholm's good enough to or at least in the past has been good enough to boy a defense corps all by himself. So.
0: Yeah, and then Corbinian Holzer, Michael Dosoto and Brendan Gooley as their bottom 3. Hey, not as great, but uh I mean, yeah, like I don't know. This team is they're okay.
1: They're bad, but they're not like they're not I don't think they're as bad as they showed last year.
0: No, I mean, like, if this team finishes fourth in this division, would you be surprised?
1: No, like I said, I actually think without Randy Carlisle, I have their most likely I would come as fourth in this division. Yeah, I mean... Which is more to say this division sucks than yes. this team is good,
0: but... I mean, like, I'm just trying to think about wild cards, so I would find it... Um, yeah, I would find it pretty surprising if they made a wild card. But, like, if you look at it, like, we did the Central, we have St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, and Colorado as a pretty clear top four there. So, there's one wild card gone. And then it'd be between, you know, a couple of teams here, Minnesota, and Winnipeg, depending on what happens with Winnipeg. Yeah. I would say, especially if Winnipeg gets Buffalo back, Winnipeg and Minnesota are probably better than. Anaheim.
1: I'd say they're distinctly better than all the depth teams yeah. in this conference.
0: Unless John Gibson. Like, John Gibson's a huge factor here. Because if he plays like he played at the beginning of last year and just goes lights out for an entire year. And saves, like, 35 goals saved above average or whatever. This team could easily make a wild card, in my opinion. It, like, if they get Vezina-level goaltending, this Amazing. team has the roster that it would at least be dragged along with it, I think. To make the 8th seed in the west because yeah. I don't think the west was that strong.
1: I think it's more on their skaters to pick it up because they got Vesna level goaltending last year and still sucked. Yeah, until
0: he got hurt. They were in a wild they were in the wild card hunt until John Gibson went down.
1: Oh really? Yeah, they
0: were around 8th or ninth for almost the entire time until Gibson oh. went down.
1: He still played 58 games though. Yeah, That's but it like... was
0: cuz he came back and played the ton at the end. Oh. He missed that giant chunk in the middle of the season or a chunk in the middle of the season anyways, and then when he came back he wasn't quite as great either. Like he was still amazing, but you know, he was
1: gonna regress from that.
0: Yes. Um, but uh yeah, I don't know. This team it needs a youth movement, so uh, if they get their young guys in and they can make a tangible impact, I think this team could be closer to the wild card than some people might think, but I don't this team's far from the days where they are a contender, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. I don't think anyone thinks they're gonna be good. Very good. I don't think anybody considers them watchable, good, no. like
0: No. I mean maybe they'll be a little more watchable now that Randy Carlisle is in their coach, but I'm Hopefully. not tuning into a Ducks game at ten thirty if they're playing like the LA Kings or something like that. Not a chance in no. hell. So um Yeah, I don't know. Which team do you have next? Arizona, I think.
1: Very I'm, unconfidently Arizona.
0: I was gonna go Vancouver. That's fair. I um, yeah. Um let's let's do Vancouver because we pushed them off a little while. I think that i Okay, here's, here's what I'll say about Vancouver's offseason. I hated their offseason, but I think their team got better. Yes. For this year, at, at least.
1: They made terrible long-term decisions, but they should be better this year.
0: Yeah, the Tyler Myers contract is horrible, but laugh all you want, it doesn't technically make them better this year than what they had last year. I mean, if he's playing on their first pair, maybe not, but like even then, they're probably better, <laughs> which is the saddest part.
1: Yeah, like I don't think Tyler Myers is even like an above-average defenseman.
0: But I think he's number four, which would be maybe a five. But if they're taking, yeah. which is below average, but like,
1: what if it means the ghost of Chris Tanev doesn't have to play so many minutes? Then yeah, then maybe it's a good thing.
0: So you know, uh, this team's defense core right now is Alex Edler, Tyler Myers, Quinn Hughes. There's the X factor on the D core for you, of course, uh, Chris Tanev, and then Jordy Ben and Troy Stedter. Um,
1: God, that's bad decor. Yeah,
0: it, it's a horrible one.
1: I like Troy Stetcher and Quinn Hughes, mm-hmm. and that is the nicest thing you could possibly say about this decor. I don't hate Edler either; he's fine.
0: Yeah, he's okay. Like he's not bad, but when Tyler Myers is also in your first <laughs> pair, I think you're going to have a tough time. And I think Winnipeg kind of showed that last year when they faltered down the stretch. Um,
1: yeah, Tyler I, Myers is not that good.
0: I just, <laughs> I get, I know he's big or whatever. I just don't understand how you can look at a Winnipeg team that went from Cup contender and then last year when Tyler Myers had to play first pair of minutes was not good now they're getting shelled and then go oh yeah no he's good because he stepped up and played first <laughs> pair of minutes like i just i don't understand how that's still our line of thinking this year like in 2019 but it is uh, right now on their second uh, on their power, <laughs> their forward lines they have the first line should definitely be the second line on this team according to daily face off but we'll go with their list uh, Tanner Pearson Bo Horvat JT Miller is their first line, quote unquote? Uh, it's ranked as the 29th first line in the league, and that seems pretty fair to me.
1: Yeah, they probably but, just use Horvat to shelter Pedersen from
0: I was just saying, top I, lines. But even that, I would be fine with letting Pedersen play against top lines if it means your first line isn't going to get shelled.
1: Ah, Horvat's good enough not to get shelled. He's kind of in that cadre mold where, like, mold where like he plays against tough competition. He does. Yeah, it's it's well. one of the
0: wingers I'm worried about. I think yeah. Miller and Pearson are fine, but
1: I don't. Know. Yeah, are, Miller's good.
0: Are they taking? Is that the guys you want taking your first line competition? No, <laughs> exactly. They don't really
1: have wingers you want. No, I guess not. Competition anywhere though.
0: The second line is Michael Ferlin, Ale- Elias Pettersson, and Brock Besser. To me, that's a better line than the first one, but maybe that you won't. You don't want that on defensive matchups. Oh, I
1: bet you that line will have a better goal differential than the first one, but.
0: Patterson taking a step forward is what's going to be huge. Besser might be out to start the season. He's in concussion protocol right now because of a gutless hit by Chris Tierney in the preseason.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. He didn't get
0: suspended for that. I don't know how.
1: Yeah, I forgot that was bad.
0: Besser didn't put himself in the greatest position, but it's still on the hitter to have to know, hey, maybe especially in a preseason game, don't hit a guy directly in the numbers, head first into the boards when he's standing three feet away from the boards.
1: Hits like that in the preseason should have ridiculous suspensions, like twenty games.
0: Yeah, there's especially Chris Tierney, he's on the team. Yeah. Like if he's, he's gonna be their second line center for God's sakes.
1: Like if you're doing if you're laying a hit that's clearly only going to end in like an injury or close to it in the free season, there should be absurd suspensions with it because there's no need for plays like that.
0: No, not at all. Like it's yeah. I don't know. It was a gutless hit and I hope he's okay. And I can't believe that there hasn't been a suspension yet this year because there've been multiple of that too.
1: Yeah. There was one wrist alignment and had a pretty
0: bad one. Yeah. Right the knee on too. knee against um, Tyson Berry. Yeah. And one of the halves players got absolutely decked into the boards it was a pretty bad head hit, too. Like, there's. I. This better not be what player safety is like all year because I'm going to lose my mind.
1: Yeah. Like, like I said, I would be in favor of very, very heavy suspensions if you're just trying to hurt people in the preseason. Yeah.
0: Especially. Like, I know you can't, as player safety, you can't differentiate between players, but it just. It makes me especially mad when it's someone who is very, very clearly on the team. Yeah. Like, Ristolin has no. Worry about not making the Buffalo Sabers. No,
1: and when you're trying to hurt a good player too, like it makes it so much more thinly veiled. Maybe I'm overestimating or underestimating the speed of which the game is taking place, but like it's so much more thinly veiled to me when it's a good player that's getting targeted. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think that it depends on the case. I don't like in the, especially in the Brock Besser case. I think that it was probably just him being dumb, especially because Ottawa doesn't play Vancouver more than twice. Yes. right? Like, But the
1: fact that it is Brock Besser just makes it seem worse to me.
0: Yeah, it makes it seem worse, but I don't think... Like, even with the Rissalina thing, it could have been Tyson Berry. It could have been... Oh, Ben Harper wouldn't have been rushing the puck. <laughs> like, Ben Harper, I, know, ben I guess. Ben Harper is known for rushing the puck. if you <laughs> yeah. seen that tweet? Yeah. Like, and I don't... Maybe it wouldn't have made a difference. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that stuff is gutless in the regular season. It's even more gutless in preseason. Yeah. And the fact that all of it went on punished is just it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the league. It's embarrassing to player safety. It's embarrassing. But um, let's get back to the Vancouver Canucks, I guess. Brock Besser, hopefully he's back kind of soon. Um, you know, he's in the protocol right now, so uh, getting him back will be very key in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, this team's thin enough in terms of good players that they would miss him a
0: ton. Yeah. Their third line right now is this is Seven Barchi, Adam Gaudet, and Jake Virtanen. Uh, and then Louis Erickson, Jay Eagle and Brandon Sutter as the bottom six to round out. Uh, Nikolai Goldobin is not listed on this roster. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about him maybe being traded. Where's Josh Levo. Yeah, that's also true. I I'm,
1: thought he was playing with Pedersen last year. I feel
0: like he'll be on the team. Yeah, maybe he's. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a huge, yeah, definitely, I would say. That's a nice
1: depth piece, at least.
0: I think, yeah, I mean, was it, was it Harman Dial? I think, had an article about how he could be the perfect guy to play with Pedersen? Yes. A week or two ago. Yeah. Um, so maybe you bump Berlin down to the third line, Barchi down to the fourth line, and you scratch Louis Erickson. I don't know what you do in that case. Or Levo plays in Besser's role to start the season, and then you figure it out when you get back from there. But, uh, yeah, I don't like, it's not a good forward court. But no, it's it not. It's not. Especially when... It's probably not the worst in this division. It's no. definitely not the worst. in the. I'd, I'd take this over L.A. It's easily.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: I'd probably take it over... I
1: might take it over Arizona's, too. Yeah, probably. I
0: like Patterson distinctly
1: more than anyone on the Coyotes. Yeah. I'd it's probably, not even particularly close. I
0: wouldn't take it over Edmonton's, but that's just because of the top-end talent. Just because of McDavid. Yeah. yeah um, maybe Anaheim's, too?
1: Oh. It's at cl- it's least yeah. really
0: close with Anaheim's, so... But, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, that's the problem, and when your defense score is kind of the same, where it's just like, meh, like, maybe I'll take it over one or two defense scores in this division, and then, I like their goaltending, I do, I think Markstrom is underrated as a he goaltender. He was really good last year. Yeah, and I think if Thatcher Demko can come up and take a step forward and take 35 games from Markstrom, Markstrom's going to be very good in the other games that he gets, Um so I, I do I do like their goaltending, not to the point where I think it's going to save their season, but uh, I don't. Know. This team definitely improved from last year. I don't think they should be bottom five in the league this year.
1: Yeah, it would be fair to be really disappointed if they don't win more games than last year, but it also probably won't be enough to make the playoffs. So no,
0: I, again, like I think the same is the case with all these teams. Is the West is so weak that maybe you get lucky and four teams are just not good and have something go completely wrong. And that's the way you get in as the eighth seed. And even that, I think you're getting absolutely blown out by one of the top two teams in this division, or the top two teams in the other division.
1: Yeah, like a Vancouver Saint, or like a Vegas Vancouver playoff series would just be terrible. That yeah, that
0: people will try and get ahead of themselves and say, oh well, there was you know three eight seeds that won last. Anything could happen. Both eight seeds won last year. Anything could happen. But this is not Colorado or Dallas versus the two teams. And this is, this would not be a Columbus playing or Carolina playing. Wait, no, who was the other wild card? It wasn't Carolina, was it? Yeah, it was because Washington won the division. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this isn't like a Carolina or Columbus where like both of those teams had clearly lots of skill. we actually good teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so let's go with Arizona as, you know, the de facto one of these four groupings. Uh, I think
1: Ranta just got hurt. I yeah, do not want them as one, but yeah. I mean, he's not.
0: I don't think anything's come out about how long he's hurt yet. It's from what I saw, it was day to day with a lower body injury, um, which again isn't good, but it'll be in it's, I don't I don't know what to think about this team.
1: They seem to just like making aggressive long-term bets on players who I really don't understand why you would make an aggressive long-term bet on. No, I don't. It's like their favorite thing to do, apparently.
0: Yeah, like, I don't love the Clayton – I don't like the Clayton Keller contract. No, Keller was bad last year.
1: Um, Keller scored points on the power play, and that was literally it. Yeah. Which is, like, the easiest skill to find in
0: the NHL. It's one of their forward group right now, according to Daily Faceoff. Clayton Keller, Derek Stefan, Bill Kessel. Um, They'll put up some points, I guess. But
1: Keller and Kessel should be fun on the power play, if nothing else.
0: I think I think we talked about this when the trade happened. I I think Kessel is extremely overrated, but I I think that one of the things that Arizona did need was point scoring, just goal like they need the goals to, to be go scored, and Phil yeah. Kessel does help with that a lot. So I think it, that is at least one way that they should be able to be helped out by this trade. Um, Connor Garland, Nick Schmaltz, and Christian Dvorak. You know, maybe Hinojosa instead of Garland, but I like Henestrosa more. But um, and then Grabner, Brad Richardson, and then choose your of the other two two. Uh, and then right now they have Carl Soderberg, Larson Kraus, and Barrett Hayton. Uh Barrett Hayden will be interesting. To see I'd what be they surprised do. if he plays on the fourth line. Yeah, right? I would also. If he's going to make this team, I would assume. I don't even. I don't even think he'd be on the wing. I would assume they play him at center. They drafted him to be a center.
1: Yeah, I don't think you reach for him at
0: three overall
1: to play for, him.
0: But, yeah, sort fifth. Yeah
1: fourth line, right wing to start his career, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't... I don't... It, like, I assume you only take him at five if you think he can be a center in the NHL. Yeah,
0: and uh, even if he, you want to play the argument, oh, well, you play him at center and then move... or you play him at wing and move him to center, he's I not going to be your fourth line left, right wing. If you're playing on the wing to get used to the NHL, put him third or second line to start. He
1: also crushed junior hockey last year. So, I like, I'd probably want him in a role with some line mates You. would that have the potential to score at least.
0: Christian Fisher's another option for this team. Um, I would be... Yeah, I think he should probably actually make the team now that I'm looking at it. He's 22, he's a right wing. Um, so maybe he plays in the Barrett-Hayton spot and Hayton... You know, I guess I don't know what you do with him. Maybe Kroos gets kicked off the team and no. it's the healthy scratch.
1: Problem is they have so many guys that are like probably NHL players but not impactful NHL mm. players that doesn't really matter.
0: It's like Edmonton's forward core, but they don't have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisle all up front.
1: Yeah, and also instead of math fourth liners, they're all like third liners on their own.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, I guess, I don't know. Let's go to their defense core because their forwards are not the highlight of this team by yeah. any means. Like, I
1: have them with six third line forwards last year, <laughs> and but only two top six forwards. Yeah,
0: so. and how many of those were actually like first line wing, like, no, players? Not yeah, a so. first line exactly. forward last year. So, um, uh, their decor, Ekman Larson, Jason Demers, Jacob Chitren, Lucas Jarmilson, who might be the best, one of the best defenders in his own end.
1: You could probably argue the best defensive defenseman.
0: In the Birch NFL. was arguing it the other week, I think. And, yeah, um, I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, he's an insane defender in his own end. He doesn't do much in the other end, but at the same time, that's okay.
1: No, he manages to give a lot of it back, but he's still clearly net positive. Well, yeah, and
0: I think if you use him with the right guy, it can be very effective, you know? Uh, if you have a guy who absolutely shuts it down on his own end, and then you get your Oliver ekman Larson on the ice to go play in the offensive end, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, he I just mean, takes yeah
1: being used properly to yeah, be effective.
0: exactly. And, and I think he has been used pretty properly so far. Yeah, um, he's done well. And then Goligoski and Jordan Ostril on their third pair. Uh, you know, again, I like this defense court. I think it's it's fine. It's it not was one of the main reasons we were so
1: high in this team last year.
0: Yep, and, and it hasn't changed. Um, Chitran, I don't know. He I mean, kind of took the step forward I wanted him to last year, maybe not quite to the extent I wanted him to.
1: Yeah, he's been a weird one. I don't. I feel like he's one of those players you'd hear a lot more about if he played
0: not Arizona. Yeah, in a
1: market that people care more about.
0: Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, that's fair. Like he was, uh,
1: like an average he's been like an average ish defenseman in his time so far which if you're average from 18 through 20 that is a good enough sign for the future
0: yeah i definitely agree um I, yeah I, don't, I just don't have a lot to say on this team they're just so meh. yeah they, they missed the last by two points last year and again i don't think the west is very good would it shock me if they got in wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world uh in that i do like their goaltenders um it's such a shame that Ranta can't stay healthy, man.
1: I know. I just want to see this team with a healthy Ranta
0: for once. Corsica's model still has him as the number one goaltender in the league because he <laughs> because he's been when he hasn't been hurt, he's been lights out. The problem is he's been hurt, so obviously he's not, so, not the number one
1: goaltender in the league. Or some weird in the water in Arizona because Darcy Kemper was like freaking he, amazing. That's what last I was going to say.
0: He was so he stepped up and he was like what everyone thought Anthony Ranta was going to be last year for a stretch. He was the biggest reason they almost made playoffs. So. I guess maybe you could say an argument against them is their goaltending is going to regress, which could be fair. But I do think a tandem of Ranta and Kemper, if Ranta can stay healthy, even let's say it's a good tandem. Let's say Kemper plays at 60% of what he did last year. Like, let's say he posts league average goaltending instead of a 930 or whatever the heck he ended up posting. If he plays 35 to 40 games and Ranta plays the other 40, that could be a recipe for success, I think.
1: Yeah, it looks a lot better if Kemper can be league
0: average again. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, this team, they're very underwhelming in just everything, in my opinion. But
1: Yeah, they're a pretty forgettable hockey team.
0: In the West, I guess right now, underwhelming might be a good thing, because True. there's no extreme one way or the other. So, you know, I would expect them, to me, this is the team I'm most confident about to be at least around the wild card. Because I think for all the other three teams in that we just mentioned, Anaheim, Vancouver, and Edmonton, I could see something going horribly wrong where they're not near the wild card. This team, I can at least, like, I don't know, it'd just be a little surprising to me if they weren't like in that 16 to 21 range or whatever.
1: They do seem to have like the most just decent pieces yes. of everyone in this group. And like, I mean, la-
0: and I think the other, you know, so we talked about goaltending last, last year. The other thing is, they lost so many games to man injury. Yeah, Like, their entire forward core was out at one point.
1: Yeah, and they're structured in such a way, like I said, with so much just like competent players, but not really super. Like Anaheim, if John Gibson goes down, might be the worst team in the league.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> Whereas these guys.
0: They lost their starting goaltender. They lost Derek Stepan. They lost. Uh, who else was hurt last year? Uh, Grabner was hurt. Dvorak was hurt. Um, Gelchenyuk was hurt for part of last year. And he was playing on their first line. On the back end, Chicharron was hurt. And I believe. Demers was hurt as well. Like, and this was all within the span of like the same month or two. Yeah, they had like six to seven guys out. Where it's like, if those guys even stay relatively healthy this year, they're probably playoff. Yeah, you could probably at least counteract the goaltending uh, decrease, or get maybe get close to it. Is what I'm yeah. trying to say. But uh, okay, we've talked enough about the bad teams in this division. Let's get to the good teams.
1: Yeah, there are distinctly
0: three good teams. I think there's a pretty clear third, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the only positions I was really confident about in this division were 1 and 8. So yeah. who do you have 3?
0: I have Calgary 3. Okay,
1: I think I had San Jose 3.
0: I think it's close. I think it could go either way. The thing that scares me about Calgary is they got out. like Colorado beat them by speed. They used speed and skill to beat them on that top line. And their solution to that was, let's go get tougher. <laughs> and so that scares me a little. You know, they bring in Milan, Lucic. You know, they, they have a couple guys on the back end. I mean, it's a shame that, uh, what's-his-name went down, um, uh, Valamaki got hurt.
1: There's this weird thing, though, where, like, I think Lucic will be better than Neal was last year, and I think Neal will be better than Lucic was last year.
0: I'm, maybe. I'm still, I'm very down on Lucic, man.
1: Neal was horrific last year.
0: Yeah, my problem, is, <laughs> like, my problem is, like, I feel like Lucic is probably underrated when it comes to, like, like, possession stats, he's not
1: that bad. If he was like a fourth liner making 400 grand or you know what I mean, <laughs> Below league so, yeah, if he no, we was like, making league mid, we'd probably like celebrate him actually yeah, as a fourth liner that people
0: underrate. The right? problem is, I don't like maybe in Calgary he will be used as a fourth liner, but the, th- the problem I have is especially in Edmonton. You know, the reason I was so low on him is Edmonton because he was on the second and third line, yeah. and like, was his possession stats as bad as you probably think? No, probably not, but. When you're not great in your own end and you're fine in possession, but you literally cannot put the puck in the net to save your life,
1: yeah, that's it. the yeah.
0: issue. You know, and that's one of those things where it's like, oh, stats don't tell the whole story. Yeah, they tell a lot of it, but also shooting talent is something you need to account for. And stats, there are stats that do account for that now, yes. but that's the biggest problem for Lucic with me. You know, if they use them on their fourth line, maybe like whatever, it's not as big of a deal. The thing is, I just, I don't know. I would have bet on James Neal rebounding before Milan Lucic.
1: Oh, I think James Neal's the better bet to rebound, but he was just so bad last year that it won't be that hard for Lucic to clear it, I don't think.
0: I guess. I don't, like this, yeah, I don't know. I think goaltending in that, it, it's weird because I don't trust San Jose's at all. I don't love this goaltending either. I don't think Dave Ridditch is a very good starter.
1: I wouldn't want Dave Riddick to be my starter. He didn't even start. A team he, that should be trying. He to get
0: got down. outplayed by Mike Smith to get the starter's job last year, by by the team standard, anyways. And he's going to be their starter with Cam Talbot as a well, backup. He was better than yes, West. but I mean, Clearly. near the end of the season, they went no. Mike Smith's the guy we have to ride with because he's got the higher upside or whatever you want to call it, which is not a good vote of confidence for the guy you're now putting as your starter.
1: I mean, that could just be the team making a stupid decision.
0: Yeah, maybe, but what's to say they're not going to do the same thing this year? <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> like, yeah I, don't I think Cam Talbot, I, I'm interested to see Cam Talbot in the backup role. Um, I I still, you know, he was one guy that I thought was a good bet for Edmonton, and it didn't work. And then when he got traded, yeah. it's like. It did work, and then. Well, it did work, and then it didn't race. work after, yeah. But, and, you know, then when he got traded, I thought, hey, you know, this is a pretty good uh you know, project to try and see if he can bounce back to, not to what he was where he literally probably should have got Besna votes the one year. He should have got a votes vote if nothing else. Yeah, so, but, like, even if he can be, uh, say, like, say a good, uh, like, one of the best backups in the leagues where it's, like, you're right on the edge of backup tandem guy, whatever, if he could kind of bounce back to somewhere near that level, I feel a little, you know, more confident about this team. Yeah, Because I think, again, you know, and... It's been a trend this year where it's like if you can get goalies to actually split time 40-40 or, you know, a little more than that, 50-30 maybe, I feel better about your team because you want to rest your goaltender. And, I mean, you just look at the teams who had success surprise goaltending last year. I think people thought that Halak was probably a surprise in Boston. Him and Tuca split pretty evenly. Uh, And Tuca then went off in the playoffs. I think people thought um, Bishop and uh, Udobin were a bit of a surprise. And some of that came to injury. But uh, they were a pretty even split, too. And Bishop, yeah. again, was one of the best goaltenders in the league. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then was and then was, and was very, run. very good in the playoffs, too. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of other teams who did it. You know, even New York, New York to an extent, Thomas Grice and Robin Leonard were both lights out. And yeah, Leonard, they tandem. yeah, they tanned Yeah, Leonard played a little league. more, but they tanned them. So, it's important to have two good goaltenders. And I think if uh, Talbot can be even just a solid backup. Yeah, Riddick yeah, had the eight goal set above average last year, but... So that's good. That was good. Um, but if Talbot can even be just like a good backup that the team trusts to put in there 35 times a year, I would feel better about this team. Uh, yeah. Just in general. And
1: I like the bet of Cam Talbot being a good
0: backup. Yeah, I do too. I think it was a smart bet to make, especially given the other options out there. And I mean, it yes, wasn't...
1: especially relative to the other options yeah. out
0: there. So, um, you know, like maybe I would have this team second. I'm just not... They didn't lose a ton from last year, which is nice.
1: Yeah, they're, again, like they're within error bars of San Jose. Like, I don't think it's. Yeah, like. I'm not going to argue passionately that they are within no, San Jose, but I, I just th- like this team's forwards more.
0: Yeah, and I think the one thing that and it really encourages me about the team is the decor. Uh, the, the younger guys that hopefully you want to see take another step up this that year, right? Nice. Uh, Oliver Kylington and Rasmus Anderson. Both those guys, if they can just become solid NHL defenders, this could be one of the better decors we have. In a little while, right? As like,
1: long as Giordano doesn't lose his stuff, yeah, yeah, huge, yeah,
0: for sure. And um, you know their decor right now is Giordano, Brody, Hannifin, Hamannik, uh, Kylington, and Rasmus Anderson, and then Balamaki is hurt. That's a pretty encouraging decor, yeah. Um, especially with the three young guys that you have going forward. You know, you hope one of those guys in a couple years can take a step forward, so that when Giordano does regress, you can give a bit of the load to one of those guys.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, whoever has to fill those shoes is probably going to obviously come up short. But like, It's, it's about it limiting, yeah,
0: limiting the damage and trying to do it by committee, where it's like, you know, in the past years, maybe the bottom couple pairs have as great, but, you know, if you don't need um, Giordano to absolutely drag TJ Brody around the ice, if you have two guys that are just, you know, one's nowhere near as good as Giordano, but the other is better than what Brody was away from Giordano, you know, maybe you can make it up a little more than you think. But, you know, as for this year, yeah, you know, I might actually have them second just because of how, like, what San Jose lost this season, but uh, in terms of free agency. Uh, but it's close. It's very close. It's definitely
1: close. But just as far as the skaters, I think they're just, they don't really have distinct holes. Like, I think they have star forwards, they have star defensemen, they have some depth on D, they have some depth on forward. Yeah, like I like their fourth line. Their fourth just, line
0: is fine, you know. Luchich, Derek Ryan, Sam Bennett. Not the most encouraging third line in the world, but I actually really like Derek Ryan. I do too, but it's the wingers there's my problem. Yes. Uh, I don't think Sam Bennett's very good. But
1: you move Mangia Payne up instead of Lucic, and all of a sudden that's a third line I love. And uh, Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind it.
0: And yeah. the, you know Janikowski, Austin Sarnak, I think that's a fine fourth line. Yeah. I mean it'll it'll do. It's definitely not gonna sink you. So I like that a lot as a fourth line yeah, too. So like I really like Sarnak in the playoff run last year. Mm-hmm. Um and even Manchia Pain was pretty good too. Uh, yeah, I
1: have them both as middle six forwards. So.
0: yeah, and then up front, kudrow Monahan, lindholm What a that's a really good first line in my opinion. Yeah, they should kill it. And then with the second line backing them right up of Kachuk Backlund for a League. Again, that's a solid second line. That's so, amazing, yeah. Um uh, yeah. So I don't This team is good. Uh Goaltending will be the question for them, but I think it's also the question for a bunch of teams in the West.
1: That's the thing. So, goaltending is their question mark, but they also don't have Martin Jones as their starter. Yeah, and I mean, even... Which is why I think it's...
0: Like, if Marc-Andre Fleury has played 60 games this year, are we trusting Marc-Andre Fleury to be amazing in the playoffs? Probably
1: not, but I'm betting the Golden Knights with a full season of Mark Stone to have the best Like, yeah, shot yeah, no, Rachel but
0: I mean, like, ball, I, yeah, right? I don't mean in the regular season. I just mean, like, going... So, like, what I'm thinking right now is, you know, I think they were unlucky to be bounced in the first round of the playoffs last year. I That's think true. it was a mix of Colorado found their stride, that first line was dominant, but also Colorado's goaltending was very, very good. And, you know, I think there were some clear things that Calgary probably should improve on this year. But I also think that having a solid more solid decor will help that. Uh and you know, maybe just playing the right goalie in net could have helped too. Yeah. But I yeah. and, and, and to be fair to Mike Smith, there were some games where the team absolutely hung about to dry. Uh, True. But,
1: but the like that was in a Colorado seemed to me like a classic example of everybody going, like, Hey, look, it's 60 40. And then the 40 happens. Yeah. And then people go, Holy crap, this was so unlikely. Something has to be clearly wrong. Yeah. My point is just,
0: that, like, if this team is even the third place in this division. They Made a Western Congress final run, I don't think it'd be the most shocking thing in the world. No, like, I think they're a good team. Uh, they, yeah, they have all the talent. It'll obviously depend what happens at the deadline and stuff like that. But I don't. Yeah, this team to me is two slash three. I'd maybe put them two, but I don't. I think You can argue either way. So, yeah, I'm two, but. Uh, let's go San Jose then. Uh, the other two slash three. Um, uh, they brought back a lot of their high end talent. Uh, you know, rekeeping Eric Carlson was something I didn't think they were going to be able to do, and Man. they ended up doing it. If His health is going to be huge this year. If he's healthy, I still really like their decor. Of you know, with Ber- I get Burns is atrocious in his own end, and people think Carlson's atrocious in his own end. If he's healthy, having Carlson, Burns, and even Vlasic, who has taken a step back from what he used to be, but he's still good, that's a solid top three to go with.
1: Is Vlasic still good? I mean, I think he's fine. He's been, like, low-key
0: really, really bad recently. Even last year. I thought when, okay, maybe I'll have to check this. I thought for some reason I thought when him and Carlson played together, they were like lights out as a parent.
1: I remember at the start of the year that parent was yeah. killing it. But look at died Vlasic's down. like year-wide numbers. I don't know. Like he had a worse R.A.P.M. Um, expected goal differential than Justin Braun. He was <laughs> the worst on the team. And everybody was making fun of Philly for picking up Justin Braun because he's toast. Even though Vlasic had worse results than him last year. Vlasic only has one S isn't it.
0: You learn something
1: new every day. <laughs> Do the, does the uh, pickles have two S's in it or something? I think so. Uh, I was wondering where you would...
0: No, I don't... know. like most... Because he's Swedish, right?
1: No, he's Canadian.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, oh, I clicked on the wrong thing. For some reason, I always thought Lasik like had two L's in it. Or S's. two <laughs> two S's, sorry. This, this episode needs to end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not a good-looking chart. Uh, yeah, on. like
1: it's been the best kept secret in the league the past few years. The classics numbers have tanked.
0: God, him and Justin Braun were pairing. I don't even... 46 Corsi 4 percentage. I mean, oh, Eric 200. Carlson had 56% <laughs> yeah. together in 220 minutes. But I guess it's probably fair to say which guy was driving that one. Yeah, I don't think there's <laughs> any argument on who was driving that pair. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a little scary, I guess. Because they don't really have anything to back that up. I mean, right now... Brendan Dillon, Mario Ferraro. I think that's uh, Ray Ferraro's son, right? Am I um, wrong?
1: I have no idea. I know there's one guy who used to be in the Red Wings system that was Ray Ferraro. Oh, Landon. Son. Landon Ferraro is Yeah, Landon son. was the one. Oh,
0: sorry. Uh, and then Dalton Prout, which... <laughs> is, he's bad. <laughs> he's horrible. <laughs> they have, right now, they have the 30th ranked D pair, uh, third deep pair in the league. Because um, I, I, I'm just trying to look for their... Uh, Their farm system, they have – what's the guy with all the attitude problems in junior? Oh, Merkley. Merkley. And, I mean, there was some wild stories. So, okay, I'm going off on a bit of tangent here. But a couple weeks ago, the – who was it? It wasn't LaSalle, was it? It was Caledonia. The Cal – Caledonia or Caledonia? I don't
1: know. Those are two different (laughs) ways. One
0: of those two teams. It's a junior B hockey team. So would they
1: play like the Sugar
0: Kings? They were Yes, they played (laughs) the Sugar Kings in like the the cup – Oh, like Like the the Sutherland. Yeah, they're they're not in the same division, but they're they're because there's so. Okay, (laughs) we're going on a very big tangent here, but
1: that only people from Elmira. Yeah,
0: the way the junior B hockey works around here is that there's you are going junior B. Yeah, there's three divisions, and so our like we live in Elmira, and our division is one. So there's like Kitchener Waterloo. They they both have a team, and then so it's like teams around there. So there's I think nine teams, and then there's like another division with eight. That's a little more. Uh, towards Toronto area, and then there's another one that is somewhere else with another eight teams. And so the way it works is that you play your season against the teams that are only in your division, you have your playoffs, and then the three winners play, and the best fourth-place team also plays in another mini-tournament to see who's like... So it's like the, the Memorial Cup. Yeah, it's pretty much the Memorial Cup, but instead of a round-robin, it's like the first-first-four seed plays a seven-game series, and the two and three play oh. a seven-game series, and then you go ahead from that. So Caledonia is one of the GP teams in one of these divisions and they've been no, you're not a lot playing paying your players but it's a known fact that they pay their players. Everyone knows that they're always one of the best teams in the league and uh, their official Twitter account told one of the OHL insiders that they're signing uh, a, Ryan Ryan Merkley, Ryan yeah. Merkley. And so he tweeted he's like I'm hearing that uh, so what's happening with Ryan Merkley in the OHL right now is that I believe he is on the not the Generals. Who's he what team's he on? Peterborough, Peterborough, yeah, and I mean, he's had such big problems already. And Peterborough just acquired him last year. They've had such big. Guelph
1: traded him at the deadline when Guelph was making their Memorial Cup run. Yeah, and Guelph went on highest scoring player. Yeah, and they went
0: on to win a Memorial Cup. Yeah, Um, so Peterborough got him at the deadline last year, I believe. I I believe, and then they're already saying, "No, you're not playing with us." So they're trying to trade him, but they don't want to trade him for nothing because he does have so much talent still. Uh, So, (laughs) anyways. This guy, the the official like Caledonia Twitter team told this insider via DM, yeah, we signed them. He's practicing with us right now. So he tweets it out, and then they go. The Twitter account goes, yeah, we got two big signing announcements, and they announced two t- completely different <laughs> guys, and that's the end of it. So this guy like shares the DMs. It's like him literally telling them that like they're signing it. And the last message I saw when I was keeping up with it is when it's known that you play your pay your players over twenty thousand dollars a year, you probably shouldn't be pulling stunts like this. And uh, but yeah, that's just the tandem Merkley. There should have always been like room for skepticism
1: there. Like Ryan Merkley playing his age twenty season in Junior B was always like pretty skeptical. I think two NHL players have come out of this, that league. Yeah, no, like,
0: but like I think the point was more that um, because so the Junior B team had a very big connection with San Jose's GM. So the thing Uh-oh. was that San Jose was trying to get him to play with the Junior B team so that the OHL team would actually, to pressure the OHL team to make a move and get some assets for him. Oh, to get him somewhere where he can play. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, that's a huge tandem. I just wanted to explain what was happening. Yeah, cause cause, like We were sitting there one night like, what is going on here?
1: Yeah, because Blackwood and Shifley have come out of like the junior beaten eras. But they and were, like, Blackwood played he was 16, I believe. I'm pretty sure Shifley did, too. Yeah. So Merkley going there when he's 20 is something that just <laughs> did not sound right at all.
0: No. Um, yeah, I don't know. So they don't, <laughs> the point of this whole thing was that they don't have a lot in their system.
1: Except pray for Merkley.
0: Yeah, especially on the back end. Uh, but their forwards are still... Uh, Very good. They lost Pavelski, which will be a loss this year, but I I can't blame them for not re-signing him to the contract he got because they just couldn't afford it. No, they
1: don't have space, but also, if you're going to sign everyone else who's old, to ton money in term, (laughs) lean into it, I guess, but. Yeah, but well, obviously they, they, just, yeah, they just didn't have, they the space. Don't
0: have space. I mean, I don't really blame yeah. them on betting on the upside of Eric Carlson for the next couple of years versus Joe Pavelski.
1: Yeah, ideally you time travel, don't sign Evander Kane. Right? Yeah. And, and then yes. just give that to Pavelski.
0: So their forwards, I mean, LeBlanc had a $1 million deal, which is just insane. Uh, but T- and Timo Meyer's deal is insane as well. Yeah. Meyer, Couture, LeBlanc right now is listed as their first line. Kane, Hurdle, Rattle, uh, Sorensen, Thornton, Gambrell, Melker Carlson, don't even know. Don't even know. Uh, auntie Sumela and Johnny Brudzinski. You know, there was rumors that Patrick Marlowe was going to be on this team, but then nothing could get done. They didn't see him in their plans, so that didn't happen.
1: It's better for the regular season point totals that they don't sign.
0: Yeah. Patrick Marlowe, I think. Um, like, This team lost... Like Donskoy is going to, I think that's going to hurt them a little more than they thought, too. He was a huge part of their depth last year.
1: Donskoy and Pavelski are like sizable losses. That's two top six forwards.
0: Yeah. Um, I think. One,
1: obviously Pavelski's a first line forward, but still, for a team that relies more on having multiple good players instead of superstars, unless Timo Meyer gets played as if he's a superstar. Yeah.
0: I think oh, Goodrow's another one that I didn't list, and he should probably make this opening night roster over one of the last two guys I listed. I think yeah, but probably be a liner. I don't know, like this team's still got a lot of talent. There, I think it's fair to say that last year was probably their best chance to get a, a cup. They also lost Nyquist yeah uh, at the in free agency, but I mean, who's to say? I mean, they, didn't, they don't have a lot to work with. I guess in terms of giving up picks, they don't have this year's first, this year's third, fourth, sixth, or seventh. They have. Philly's third, at least this year, and Ottawa's fifth, and then Pittsburgh and Capital's seventh. Next year, they already don't have their second. But like, if you feel that your team is right on the cusp in this division, like, maybe you go all in again on the deadline and try and find someone. Maybe. maybe. But I yeah,
1: It sucks they couldn't do it last year, because including Nyquist, I have them down three top six forwards from last year. Mm-hmm. And Joe Thornton getting older,
0: not going to help. Martin Jones getting older. They have Martin Jones and Aaron Delanet, which I just don't trust as a tandem at all. No,
1: like, they just, like, they're a good team.
0: I want to switch. This is my third place team, for sure. Um, Like, they're still... They they have a lot of talent. They still have a lot of talent.
1: I don't want to like this team because of how terrible their future looks, but, like, they're still going to be good this year. Yeah,
0: I mean, if Eric Carlson can stay healthy all year, and him and Burns, like, him, Burns, Couture, Meyer, Hurdle... Uh, who am I missing here? I guess Kane add that in. Like, that's still a very talented team.
1: If they lean into it, I could see Meyer being like, I don't know if he'll actually get, like, the nationwide love or whatever, but it wouldn't shock me to picture this. It's like eight months from now, you pull up Evolving Hockey, and you're just like, I want to see who's leading the league in war this year. You and see Tumu Meyer, nice. like, seventh on the list.
0: Yeah, maybe. If he gets all first power play, first, like, all five-on-five five top minutes and stuff, Maybe. It's not the most outrageous thing, I don't think. No, I can see it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, the growth of... like Another step forward from Timo Meyer is going to be what this team needs to stay... Or try to counteract losing a few of the guys up front.
1: Not even necessarily growth. Just having his More. rate stats yeah. stay constant and then giving him the ice time that they yeah. suggest he already deserves. Yeah. It would be huge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else to say on this team? No, they're... No. They're good, but... Uh, they're definitely not as good as last year. No, nope, but they're so good. Yep. Uh, all right. First place team, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the only thing that scares me a little, is Shay Theodore playing to start the year?
1: I don't know. I saw that. Really he, got,
0: he got diagnosed with testicular cancer a couple weeks ago, which is not good. You know, wish him all the best. So it wouldn't shock me if he didn't start with the
1: team. But, yeah, I didn't really see updates after that. It was just kind of like, oh, by the way, he's been battling cancer over the summer, and then yeah. I haven't seen anything since.
0: But he's considered day-to-day right now. Oh. He made a preseason debut. Day-to-day at- day with cancer. <laughs> Jesus. Theodore's day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. Okay, so maybe he got hurt in his... He logged around 12 minutes of ice time before... Oh, so he got hurt in the one preseason game he played. Oh, okay. Okay, it's not day-to-day with one- cancer. Um... That makes much more sense. So I guess it sounds like he is going to be playing. All right, here. Okay, sorry. Now we're going. I was He made a player Tribune article. Uh, scan shows a five millimeter five minute lump in your test. It. It'll be routine. It'll be a routine procedure. Once we take it out and do a biopsy, we'll know more about your type of cancer. But you're young, and we caught it early. So okay, that's good. That's good. Very good news. You like to hear that a lot. Um, so that's very terrifying. Yeah, but- terrifying. But you know, catching it early is. Always, much much better. So. And him,
1: as they said, him being young probably helps too. Yeah.
0: So let's focus on the hockey, um, I guess. Then for this team, they're the best team in the West, in my opinion. Maybe, yes. Maybe you could argue St. Louis or Nashville, but I think, for my money, this is the best team in the West.
1: Yeah, I would. It's
0: it's close, that. but like I'll have them number one right now. Um yeah. Mark Stone, a full year. Of Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and Paul Staffson, That should be a fun line. If they actually still play together this year. Any but. line with Mark Stone
1: should be a fun line.
0: <laughs> yes, that is very true. Um and I'm God, I am so happy another fan base gets to see how damn good he is, but I just miss him so much. I bet you do. And then, so their second line is Jonathan Marsh, so William Carlson, Riley Smith for the third year running. Third year running, that's a very, very good line.
1: Yeah, daily faceoff has the best second line.
0: Yeah, and the fourth best first line and the third best third line of Alex Tuck, Cody Eakin, and Brandon Perry. This team did have to shed a couple pretty good guys. I think getting rid of Colin Miller was a bad choice uh, in the offseason. I I would have rathered them keep him, and they got rid of... Paula as well to Carolina. Yeah. Not the biggest loss in the world, but at the same time, I would have much rather to see them lose like Ryan Reeves and Derek Anglin over those two guys. Complete. Um, you know, and then last uh, the fourth line right now is listed as Thomas Nosek, Cody Glass and Ryan Reeves.
1: Glass playing on the third line instead of Eakin would be a nice touch.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I feel like putting him between Reeves and Nosek is not a good call.
1: Oh, I would be really surprised <laughs> if that's what they actually do with Cody Glass for the
0: season. There's no way you can do that.
1: Especially after their first big draft, trading Branstrom and uh, Suzuki, and then just saying, hey, Cody Glass, we penciling you in for the fourth line. Yeah. That would really, really surprise me.
0: Yeah. Um, and then on the defensive side, I don't Nicholas Hag probably isn't making this team, right?
1: Probably
0: not. I'm just trying to look and see who else they have. That like, I'm
1: not in depth enough on the Vegas beat. No, know, but it's
0: I know Hag is like a actual prospect. He's a good, like, prospect, yeah, yeah. But other than that, like they don't have much. And then you know, I, Annette, I wouldn't be
1: shocked if he made the team. It's not like they have a ridiculously deep left side on no. the
0: line. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. maybe Merrill or England take time as the seventh D and switch out for each other. Uh, Net they have Mark Andre Fleury and Malcolm Subban. Ah, uh, Subban was. I'm pretty sure Sueban's been okay as a backup. I might have to check that, but it's like I know two years ago he was actually pretty solid in the role that he got.
1: He had a 9-10 two years ago and a nine oh two last year. Okay,
0: so last year he probably took a step back, but uh, I know his underlying numbers two years ago fit in with that nine ten as well.
1: A nine oh two last year—that's like not that far off league average.
0: Maybe not for a backup, I guess.
1: Even like the state percentage was down. It's not even that bad. I
0: don't think it was down to nine two though.
1: I it's below still, but it's not like
0: yeah. I don't. Know. Either way, I guess my point is that uh, I think they're okay in net, but Flurry taking another uh, like a step back is what you have to be worried about. I think at this point, Wait, that would
1: terrify me, um, especially since a seven or a seven million dollar three year deal. Just, just starts
0: kicks, now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't think Flurry and Suban should be an okay tandem. I think. Yeah, it's not like Flurry <laughs> should be falling off a
1: cliff anytime. time. So this team should control the. I think
0: well I, just, I think the Fleury team should be good enough ahead uh, in front of them that Flurry won't need to be like two years ago, where it's him almost dragging that team to the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, I agree. Um, so that's, that's that's a good
1: sign. Same way with uh, Timo Meyer. Obviously, I don't I don't know if he'll be the national love either. Mark Stone wouldn't shock me to see him like a top three player. Another one, Shea Theodore. You pull up evolving hockey at the end of the season. Wouldn't shock me if he's like a top five defenseman and wins above replacement.
0: Yep, uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I hope, I hope that's the case. I, I like the Vegas team a lot. They're one of the teams I'll be keeping my eye out on out, out west. On sorry, um, I'm trying to look at the goals above replacement. They have like the Stone story. finished fourth last year. So do you think it would be that big of a surprise Stone if he was Stone
1: in Ottawa finished. <laughs> yeah, last. so he himself finished first last yeah, year.
0: Yeah, so it wouldn't probably wouldn't be that big of a surprise if uh, yeah. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, like they one t- thing this team was always missing. Obviously you hard to find elite talent out of a freaking expansion draft, but there's a non-zero chance they have like a top 5 defenseman and a top 3 forward next
0: year. So and that's with some pretty solid forward depth. Too. Yeah, I mean their second and third lines are very, very good, and even their fourth. I don't like Ryan Reeves at all, but like their fourth that's line fine. is fine. Fine enough. Yeah, um, yeah. This team to me is the best team in their division, and I think they'll be pushing for the best team in the West. It'll be between them and St. St. Louis St. and Nashville. Nashville. I think yeah.
1: they're my favorite team in the West, anyways.
0: Mine too. And I think this team is one of the ones that are more set for a Cup run than the other two in this division. If that makes any sense. Now again, I I still think the other two in this division are very very good, but like um, this team just feels deeper and you yeah, just better. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, like assuming
0: Theodore stays solid, like they just have.
1: We'll just do Everything it. you look yeah. for, yeah.
0: Exactly. And, you know, if they make another acquisition on the deadline, obviously it won't be Mark Stone. But The other
1: thing is they have picks. Like, they yeah, can throw away three second-round picks and still keep all of, in the next two years, and still have all of their draft picks,
0: Yeah. basically. Yeah, because they have New Jersey, Tampa, and Pittsburgh. Right? St. Or New St. Louis. Sorry, not Tampa's. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, and some of these are still from the expansion draft. Yeah. Because teams gave them picks that far in the future. The
1: pick that Pittsburgh gave up, so that they would take their current starting goalie, Mark andre Fleury, is the one, the second-round pick they have this year. Yeah. The extra one.
0: Um, yeah, no, they're in a good spot. This It should be an exciting team. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. I don't know about you.
1: No, I like that. I guess it'll be fun. Yeah,
0: me too. Uh, that's all for the division preview, then. Uh, we will be back next week, probably, I would assume, and see what happens during the first couple of days of the season, I guess. Yeah, other than that, uh, follow me on Twitter at NHL and stuff, follow Chase on Twitter at CMHockey66. Uh, you can find my work at lastwordhockey.com. Next week I, we will break down oh we didn't even talk about the Matthew Chuck's. Out. Oh well we'll we'll oh, break I down of <laughs> we'll take down the si... we'll break down some of the signings and some of the other news that has happened uh, in the past week or so. We figured that we did two episodes last week. We don't want to do two episodes this week. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. we'll see you all next week.